0: Investing
1: should be easy. Hey guys, and welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, author of a few different books. One, of course, Investing Should Be Easy, which is uh, kind of the segment or the highlight of the show. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please go ahead and send an email at alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That heavy breathing, you hear in the background. Drumroll, please. We do have our special guest back, Kobe, our technical trader. Kobe, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic.
0: And just so you guys know, Investing Should Be Easy and Clearwater is a national bestseller. So you want to make sure you pick that up because it's a fantastic read.
1: Amazon. Amazon Amazon.com is an easy way to get it. So um, today's show, it's going to be an overall theme, and it touches on, I would say, some... Mailbag questions we got. It touches on something that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. And the overall scope is how to pick a stock. Hey, I want to get invested. I want to get started. How do I get started? I've talked about getting into ETFs, um, exchange-traded funds. But this is into individual stocks and what a common-sense approach is to the everyday person.
0: So So... After we've talked about ETFs and and people getting involved in those because they're kind of balanced and and they'll... It's a stable stable starting point. Right, right. So at what point or what kind of... So I think you've invested $100 a month for a year. Yep. Okay. At what point should you invest in a stock and not a ETF or something along
1: those lines? I'm going to use general guidance okay. on the topic. Um, I think if you're at $100 a month and that's all you've started with, I would continue on the ETF route. Use uh, Fidelity. Um, I love Fidelity.com's platform. You can buy their ETFs for commission trade-free and you can split up that $100 over, you know, maybe you want to wait till you have $200 and then buy one or two ETFs. I would stay on that track and until you're somewhere in the neighborhood of at least three to $5,000. Okay. Just as a general rule of thumb because, again, purpose of investing is a long-term strategy. You want to get comfortable with the topic. You want to get comfortable with putting your money somewhere else and not worried it's going to go away. The boogeyman is going to come right. and get it. And that's something weird. It's not going to happen. So I want you to get comfortable and get you you know, kind of working in that direction. So that's kind of a general
0: rule of thumb. Okay. So as a general rule so of say, say we are, have, have investors yeah. – uh, uh, really religiously, if you will, and, yep. and you're always there, and you've got to that $5,000 point, and you say, Okay, now I'd like to invest in a, in a single stock. So, not only how do you invest those in stock, but how much should you invest in a stock? Is-
1: so, so, I like to spread those out, if you will. Um, so, one of the things, and I give um, some personal investment advice for family, family and friends, if you will, people that you know want to know the questions that are you're You've asking. Never right now. given me this advice. Well, Hold on <laughs> a second! I have sent you email on this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. That's oh, right. that's right. I did send oh, you that, that email. Oh, it nice spam folder, I think.
1: Yeah, spam folder worth twenty percent of money and return. That that seems like a Kobe problem.
0: Okay. Yes, I would agree that is a
1: Kobe problem. Go ahead. So fix your uh, spam filters. And uh, let, me through the, uh, let me through the gates there, unless you don't like that kind of information. So to answer your question, Kobe, um, once I'm at, let's say, $5,000, I would sell um, at least 60% of the portfolio, so then I have 3000 to play with. Then at that point, I would identify five stocks. Um, I would personally want to pick one, at least myself. And then I would grab a few stock picks. Um, you could use the mock portfolios I provided in the book. Um, I talk about multiple stocks over the show, and I would start with like five. And your goal would be like, you know, maybe up to ten, just to kind of give you a. Because here's the money question. Here's the ultimate question: Can I tell you which stock is going to go up tomorrow? Right. No. Then I just put all my money in that one stock, and it's going to go up 100% over the next year. Y- you don't know. Things happen. The economy happens. Industry things happen, and it you don't ever know. So that's why you want to spread out your, your eggs. Okay.
0: And I like that idea, but let me make sure I understand. You've invested your money religiously. Yep. you got up to 5000 You say
1: you would sell 60%? Yep. Sell so about $3,000 because that gives you some cash to invest in individual stocks. You've got a base that you've trusted, which is the portfolio. You still own the money. You're not, you're not doing anything with money. You're just going to put it somewhere else into yeah. a different investment to give yourself a little bit more chance on return. So we've okay. made you know eight to ten percent annually for the last few years religiously. Now you want to start to spread out some of that information, you know, that money, in order to give yourself some options to b- make a more handsome return. Okay, and also get comfortable with a different instruments. So
0: could 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 if somebody's really conservative and they oh my gosh I'm really scared about this, could they go ahead and keep that five thousand where it is? But the next thing they do start investing. Sure, find that stuff.
1: They they could start in that direction too. Um, that could be another strategy. Mm-hmm. There's something I've talked about in previous episodes. Um, You'd have to go back at least 10, 15 episodes. Maybe of, I wasn't
0: invited at that oh, Okay, fine. Okay.
1: Gosh, so sensitive tonight. I know. Is um, you're not checking your emails. You're not. You know, maybe the maybe <laughs> the calendar invites got lost. Is um, is a dollar cost averaging into a individual stock name? Which
0: let's refresh everybody just real quick on dollar cost averaging. Oh, you're asking me. I didn't know if you no. were going, going to a segment there. Oh, no, no. So
1: no. I was being patient.
0: <laughs> I, I can go into it, but I think your definition is going to be much more efficient than mine.
1: Okay. So let's say you religiously spend $50 a month on the same stock, and let's call the stock Coca-Cola, just for lack of a better term. There are companies out there that specialize as a, um, a trust agent, which acts as a kind of a middleman between Kobe and the company, and says, we can buy... $50 a month in Coke stock that you get maybe 1.2 shares or it doesn't matter. You have to buy the whole shares. So they can give you the fractions and they'll reinvest the dividends. You can set up automatically. There's companies that act on that behalf and it makes it really, really easy to get started. Um, two of ones that come to mind, computershare.com and then Wells Fargo Shareholder Services, which was recently sold. I have to find that name for you. But if you do look up where Wells Fargo Shareholder Services, you can find all the companies. I'm talking like Two, 3,000 names of stocks that you okay. can invest with. But that's a way of – so dollar-cost averaging, go back to your question, sir. if I didn't answer it, is that $50 every month over a pan of time because you're going to buy the stock low and high and over time it's going to average per your dollar amount as your dollar-cost average.
0: So let's say that... Does that make sense? It, it, it does. So the so dollar cost average is literally the average of a stock. If I, buy it, if I buy one every week or if I buy one every month or one every year...
1: It's your average cost over a span of time because you're going to buy it at different different right. Yes. So you know, you're, you're going to buy low, which means you have to pay... You get more shares. Or if you buy high, you're going to get less shares. And over time, it's just going to even out.
0: So you're looking to buy any stock that, that kind of goes into the formula that your book uh, uh, says... That can, once you follow that formula, whatever stock you pick, if you really think that's a winner, then you want to go ahead and and buy the same, until you come up the same amount, until you've come up to a number that you feel comfortable with. Say, if I've had $5,000 and I say I want, I want Let's say say five stocks
1: each, or five stocks total, 1000 each, right? Okay. So take your 5000 split it up among five stocks, so you're just going to keep... Investing until you reach $1,000 in each stock. Just kind of scale into it over a period of time. Okay. All right. So that's not what the entire show is going to be on. So we're going to take another direction. It's
0: not. However, the one other thing I I heard you say, and I want to make sure people understand, if I have that Fidelity account, and you talked about Wells Fargo.
1: So we went a different direction. mm -hmm. So Fidelity is a brokerage account. mm -hmm. doesn't offer the dollar cost averaging for an individual stock. You have to buy whole shares. As an
0: automatic thing.
1: No, it's not an automatic thing. Correct. Okay. Okay, but you, if you, if
0: you save enough money to buy that stock, whatever it would be, and you stay with Fidel, you could do that
1: per month. Yes, you can okay. just upload the money, and then you can buy the stock. Okay. okay? Alright, so we kind of got sidetracked a little bit. We're gonna go back to the subject here. Is how to pick a stock and something that we've talked about in the previous few episodes. So Kobe, I know you missed us last week. We missed you dearly. Um I know you're off on some mission in, in Virginia.
0: Oh man, what an interesting uh uh Yeah was. experience. Yes, it was it was it was definitely Interesting, uh, and that's where I'm going to leave it. It's interesting.
1: Interesting is good for me. I know you have a, some stories um, about some little cottages and other yeah. fun things. The railroad tracks, trains, and,
0: b- and I mean,
1: if, so. if anybody has seen the uh, movie, um, Danny DeVito, it's uh, what the thing on top of my head. Uh, my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. And uh, they stay at this hotel and they've got, you know, they wake up every morning to get breakfast. They going to go into town. And it's out in the middle of the sticks. I'm going to use the sticks as a terminology uh, for Virgin.
0: Very, very spot uh, on, 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 on.
1: And, every, and every morning there's a train that goes by and wakes them up at like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. That was your experience in Virginia?
0: No, we had seven trains that came through the first wow, day. so even better. Um, that's a little more than the other. And uh, definitely, we found out what a grit was uh, also. Uh, the, so thank you, Tammy. I appreciate your uh, your insights.
1: <laughs> so the reason why I say we missed you last week is we talked about a few different topics, um, one of which you asked about a portfolio review year to date. And my reaction was, I don't think it's a good measure of how your portfolio is actually planning and only, or per- performing in four months. Not it's not really a gauge that I like to use. No, I, I think I think a longer term, I used a three-year stretch on the mock portfolios that were developed inside investing should be easy, and talked about those and what they equaled. Um, I think the ranges were around twenty to fifty percent on a return over a three-year stretch, so not bad. And the other topic, which goes into the overall theme of this show, is how to pick a stock using the common sense approach. Now that is,
0: is something that I'm very interested in because. I have very little common sense, so I really need your help.
1: <laughs> Kobe is too modest for his own good. So we talked about APIs, and APIs are application programming interface. The only thing you need to know is it connects company servers to each other, and can be automatic from then on out. Okay. So it, what it does is, um, Kobe, you want to start a company? You want to start like, hey, I've got a brand, I've got a great idea, and I want to start a company but I don't really want to do all the coding to understand calendars or project management or commonalities among different companies like contact information. I want to get customers' emails and understand who they are and be able to contact them. You could be able to link between, let's say, Google accounts or calendars, and there's companies that specialize just in this field. It's a fascinating industry, and the reason why it's really caught my attention was – the industry itself, um, specific companies that research are up 100% in a year. 100%. So you invest $1,000, it's worth $2,000 a year later. That caught my attention by these leaps and bounds and growth models of what's going on in some of these um, different companies. So I started doing more research. I'm not all the way there yet. So again, I took a how to pick a stock common sense. My common sense little bit, you know, I, I do a bunch of different things. I found this research in Fortune magazine. However, then I took that and I said, I wonder how many more of these companies are out there. So then I went to Google searches. I read some articles. I came up with a list of names. But I'm nowhere near where I want to be from my research standpoint. As far as understanding. Understanding, because there are some companies that I would call are more fully baked that are um, a little mature. I want to look for the earlier gems. I want to look for, and, and I want to compare them across the entire industry, and it's not a, a well-known industry like um, like tech. Like, tech is a whole industry. This is like a little subset of tech that I found a niche, and I want to pursue it more. Like, these are really cool. Like, they're able to, they're used for external communication flow. So let's say, I'll give you another example. So you're not setting up a company. Your company's already established, Kobe. And you want to compare data with another company, or... Maybe you want to outsource a project. Let's say you know you want to open up another building, but you've got to outsource this to somebody else, and they're going to need access to your data or your financials or maybe customer data, so that way it migrates in a secure way, so it protects privacy, which we'll talk about Facebook later, um, see what they're doing. And you can just send them your API link. They get it. And they can access it as long as the project's going on. You can set barriers around it for project management calendars, common data sets, explaining who they can go to from a project resource standpoint. Um, guides of what you want to do and shared documents you've got going on.
0: So this this box I have the deer, the headlights look okay. Uh, common data points, uh, resource allocations, whatever uh, else you've just mentioned. Sure. Um, it's a yeah. very cool subject. Well, it, it, it's a cool subject. But sometimes it's a little deep. So I, let, let's look at this from a perspective of a bug man. Okay. Which is what I am. So we have a.
1: a and a bug man is a pest control man correct. for everybody out there. But we're on a
0: pest, depending on how you look at it. But the. But so, okay, I start off with a, a software, and I need to schedule my customers. Sure. So well, I put on my customers, and it allows me to go ahead and go into it and put it onto a date on a calendar. So the next thing I need to do is, well, I've got to, I've got to say, okay, what day did I go out there, and how long did I spend out there? Okay, great. And then for so the next thing, I go, well, what products did I use while I was out there, and and how many times did it take me to solve their problem?
1: So let's take one of those. We'll yeah. take one of those, and we'll go down an angle. So let's say that you want to upload the products you used Mm -hmm. in the time that you're out there. Let's use that just under there. Okay. And so you want to feed that into an invoice, which will then, once you are done, you push a button that says done on maybe your iPad. Mm -hmm. We'll use an iPad, for example. You can API into an invoicing platform that will then API into an email platform, which you've linked up with your data source, and will automatically send them an invoice. The minute you push... Done, and all you did was push a button, which
0: is exactly what I'm. I'm, I'm well, most people should be looking for because, and, and 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 these are the
1: companies that allow you to create those automation, so you don't have to give them a manual receipt. You don't have to write anything down. You can just make these connections, which makes the customer happier, makes your business easier.
0: So how how does this this industry or this um company that we would deal with, how is it deal, uh, different from somebody who just has a really fancy
1: app? So that's another, that's a whole other story. I'm <coughs> okay. um, really early in my research, by okay. the way, so okay. I can't answer the question now. Um, I hope to in an, another time, but there are um, there's three different categories from what I read in some okay. research papers, is there's, like, there's partner okay. APIs, there's public APIs, and then there's private APIs. So depending on what you do you want to charge people for this? Do you want to just give it to them for free? Ah, okay. And then you can put okay. a service okay. model on top of there, an advertising model. You could do different things, which kind of ties into some of applications. But it gets there a little bit. You know, those are the kind of the three categories. And I would put that, depending on what services you wanted, let's say you wanted to use the invoicing application, but you also wanted some, they give it to you for free, okay. basic level. Oh, okay. But now you want some analysis on what are your sales, what are your revenues, how do you give this very easy to your accountant, which you don't like doing taxes, I don't like doing, it's not easy, because they are numbers and it gets really confusing. You want to give that information to your accountant really easily, but they offer a premium service that says, hey, Kobe, for an extra $10,000 a year, you can automate all of your reporting and give this push of a button PDF to your accountant and you don't got to do anything. Okay. That's, that's a, a premium service on top of a public application.
0: Okay. I, I mean, it, it, I really feel that, that those type of, of applications or those type of services is where we're headed.
1: I think it just can help small business owners. And also, let's say there's another slice and they go... I'm just making this up as I go a little bit. As I understand it, I'm, tr- I'm really early here, is, is say, hey, for another premium service, or we're going to give this to you for free, would you be interested in purchasing later on? Here's some analytics on customers that are like this premium customer based on all the API integrations we've done, and you can get the analytics now too, and we can improve your business model. So it's really taking it to a whole other level by integrating and allow that integration to happen and could be a very secure format.
0: So I'm, I'm, I I think this is a fantastic thing, thing.
1: I'm going to need about like a month or so to come back to you and give you a whole um, more deep dive and maybe some stock picks, if you will.
0: Now, I, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm slightly concerned with is that um, are they making the proper recommendations or are they making the recommendations to make them look good? um and i.e google comes to mind with that but let's 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 go off with the the google and uh, let's go to facebook you mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on with facebook
1: well we want to get there so i'm going to give you one company that maybe not going to come to mind an api standpoint but they do integrate really really well um have you heard of salesforce i have Salesforce. It's a well-known brand. Um, their market capitalization, 126 billion dollars. Well-known. Year to date, they're up about 15 to 10 percent. But what they do is, from an API standpoint, they can integrate into your software and then start running analysis and data or, and, and giving you insights around your own stuff if you allow them to link into your system by utilizing their platform. That's an existing of a mega. API that has been around for a really, really long time. The company came out in 2004, but they weren't a API company then. They've just changed their model over a long period of time.
0: So they were able basically, instead of going for one or two industries, which they probably were in, they said,
1: well, scale.
0: If, if, if we offer this to other people, they can go look at this. And who is this now?
1: Salesforce.com. Their stock symbol is CRM. Um, it's been a tremendous growth cycle for the last uh, 10 plus years. Um, I don't know if I want to recommend them. It's just something I'm really early on. But that's one that came up in some of my research. Like, hey, oh, yeah, they do do APIs. They do understand how to integrate into different softwares and services. And there's really, really cool stuff in here. I just I, I want to know more about it. Okay. So that goes into the overall segment of today's show, which is how to pick a stock using the common-sense approach of products that you use on an everyday basis because not everybody wants to go into the numbers and Wall Street and everything else. You can use research. You can use my book. You can use several different outlets to get you some stock picks because maybe you're a pest control guy and you're like, I don't want to deal with all these numbers and data and all this other stuff. Just tell me. Give me some stock picks to buy so I can pay for my roof and the next year a little bit easier. Um, you can go that angle, but the reason why I bring up common sense is, on an everyday consumer standpoint, you interact with so many companies that you probably don't always know about.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, and so, like, let's take it for, for lunch. Where do you usually eat for lunch? Um,
0: maybe one of the fast food places or I may pack It just depends on what's going
1: on. So, so, let's take an example. What about, like, Chipotle or McDonald's? Sure. So, Chipotle, when you go there, you're an educated guy. Is the line packed? Is it out the the door? Is is it easy to get in and out? That's why I don't go to Chick-fil-A,
0: because it is packed out the door. So,
1: Chick-fil-A is a privately owned company, not public. Um, I would love, personally, to invest in Chick-fil-A and Publix, because they're always packed. They're always Always. always doing well. Um, They're, unfortunately, both private. However... On the Chipotle standpoint, it is a publicly traded company. And you can see by demand, you know, they had the E. coli outbreak years ago. Their stock plummeted. You could go to the store and it was nobody there. It was a huge demand thing. You can just have that education going, I don't think I want to invest in a company like that. You know, and, you don't need to know any of the numbers. You could just go, you know what, I don't like that company.
0: And, 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 and so you have uh, – in a company like that, it, uh, uh, because of how long well they had a a really good success ratio as far as what they were doing, and then they had something that freaking hit them that was just uh, yeah it came from left field and nobody knew it. They are so, but if you have followed them, they are so far advanced now in how everything is packaged before it gets to the store, and to, to make it as a, the safe. There's, there's not another company out there that is, is giving you all. So now so the question is okay, they realized there was a problem,
1: mm-hmm.
0: took it very seriously, and they went to the extreme to make their stuff the best product that came into the store.
1: Now, once it goes out of the store, now you eat it. And, and, like that. and I think you could take that story and going, okay, when they had the E. coli get rid of the stock, sell it, sell it, sell it. Right. But when they started making positive news, you could have bought it. And you don't need to know about the financials or anything else. It's just an easy way of thinking about, here's an idea. I like it. I'll just invest in something I like in. Like, for instance, you and I work on some projects together. We go to Home Depot a lot. A lot. So when we go to Home Depot versus Lowe's.
0: Multiple times a day when we to
1: <laughs> When uh, you, you do the three times in a row in a day and you're like, dang it. Um, we go to Lowe's versus Home Depot. Which one is it? Which one's busier? It's generally Home Depot. Home Depot yeah. So generally, speaking, how do you think their stocks are performing? Like you can take that. Also, if you see this new product that everybody in Home Depot is like, this is so cool. Maybe it's a chainsaw. Maybe it's a blower. Maybe it's whatever. Who's the company behind it? Who's who's manufacturing this? I'll give you another example. Um, I had some dogs, um, no longer with us, unfortunately, but. I remember a while ago, I'm always always doing the Heartworm and then the Flea Tick. A while ago, there's a company that just combined them both and said, you can give your dog one pill and it'll last a year. It's a little more expensive, but it was way more convenient. I started doing research on who created it and who was behind it Ended up being a private company. But I got the idea from just being a little more curious and wanting to do just a little bit of research and understanding what's going on there. That's like the common sense approach of, I just interact with all these products.
0: So, so does your book offer that type of common sense approach or do you look for more technical, not technical, I'm sorry, more fundamental uh, type of approach to picking those stocks?
1: It offers a balance of everything. Um, so the common sense approach is you could use this method. I go to the store, and I buy toilet paper every week. I buy this milk. I buy these items. Thank
0: God, folks.
1: <laughs> so you buy these specific items every week, and you know everybody and your friends do. Okay, just invest in that. Uh, Clorox, Johnson & Johnson. You could do that and make it really so simple. This really comes back
0: to the... Um...
1: But it also gets into the what I call the Wall Street way, which gets into technical, fundamental analysis, looking into numbers, looking at charts. You could go in the direction depending on how much effort do you want to put into your... Money,
0: so so this was and making your money work for you. Back to the and I and I and I do not remember the name of this particular group, but you had a bunch of ladies that were investing in things that they knew they were using, or their kids were using, or sure, or their grandkids were using, whatever it was, and those are the things they invested into, and that was in the, in the uh, mid to early eighties, and they had this amazing success. Well. Folks, i sorry, who's the leader in the thing that you're talking about? If it is McDonald's, it's McDonald's. If it is Home Depot, it's Home Depot. It, if it happens to be uh, Chick-fil-A, then it's Chick-fil-A. Look at those things who are, and then also look at the same thing. Who's empty? Who's dirty? Who's nasty? Um, I ha- had some situations, uh, a couple stores that I would, like, I walked into was like, really? I mean, it was just a shock that you thought, oh, this is a really good... And they had what I needed, but it just wasn't a, it wasn't a good experience. Sure. And so you looked at that and said, okay. And so it, it's, it's not as, and I'm saying technical, not from a technical trading sense, but that's not technical as going through all the motions that are in the book. But look, I mean, just look around and see where's the, where's the lines at. Let's Who make it right.
1: the most cars. Really easy out. analogy. Uh, would you rather shop at Publix or Winn-Dixie?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's
1: it's a it's an easy.
0: Well, and not only that, though, I don't, and I don't know that everybody has Publix, uh, here sure. versus Kroger's and Save a Lot, a few others. But but I can tell you this: when Dixie was was in the, uh, not the S P, they were in the Dow Jones 30. They were one of the 30 biggest companies. Not,
1: there not not so much. <laughs> but when I get to the common sense approaches, again, I took the idea. I saw I saw a research thing in my you know API. And then I want to go explore it even further. I want to find more ideas about it. If you have those topics, it's sometimes that's a good way of just thinking through them. Like just being aware as a consumer, like you're you're able to put your buying power to work. when, so, you, when you go to the mall, you see stores that are packed. You see stores that are they're not packed. What stores are more packed than others? Who is the main brand for that? So um,
0: from the perspective of Obviously, these are these are. Uh, it's just
1: a technique that you
0: can use, right? But but now taking something you see that man, this makes sense to me, and choosing that as a stock, how do, how can we apply uh, the principles from your book to do that?
1: So I think you want to start with common sense approach. Maybe say you want to compare maybe like ten different brands, if you will, and then maybe say which one of those do I really really like. Out of the five, out of the because I don't want to get into the technical and the, and the analysis. If you want to go that route, we'll go there in just a second. But which are the ones that I need and I interact with the most on my own personal thing, and I, my, I know my friends do as well? It's not a bad conversation. Hey, I buy this specific kind of thing. Do you buy that too? It's really not hard. It's not, it's not a hard conversation. You can use that as your guide. And then we can figure out you either put it into a portfolio, you put something else. And let me tell you like why that kind of works. Um, You mentioned about the ladies with their grandkids and how they bought things. There is a, there's a movement right now on two different fronts on, um, I'll say political landscape and social landscape. One is um, companies that are try to be very green and social conscious from a environmental standpoint. And there's another round around if you have uh, equal, board selection of um, equal gender between men and women and there's specific ETFs or basket of stocks that are built around these things you're like you know what I just believe in this I don't really care about the money because again I believe in the company direction they're gonna do the right thing you could invest just in those areas around people that are in clean energy or environmental protection things that's how you take your common sense go into another level or, you can say, you know what, I've got like 30 different companies that I really know what to do with. Then you could go into the fundamental analysis, which is the Wall Street way, to figure it out.
0: So, so I mean... Uh, it's a lot of topics, I know. Uh, and, and we'll have to probably break it down to step-by-step step how to best do it. But one of the things you, you mentioned, and that is about the 50-50 with the women uh, thing. Most purchases that are made in a home, Yep. 80% of the decision is made by the, the woman. So, I mean, he, there is a small amount. I mean, I, I don't know what the percent of the price was, but but make sure that you're watching real closely what those ladies like, because that's going to be a huge thing if you're choosing something that uh, affects them in any way, if that's the home or or. or Uh, Services that that could help a home.
1: I mean, again, it could be as easy as um, the brand doesn't matter to me. What I buy doesn't matter to me. You know what really matters? I'd like to see my money behind uh, companies that support uh, women CEOs. I can name a couple off the top of my head. There's there's the likes of Progressive, Progressive Insurance. There's GM, uh, Mary Barra. So like you could just put your money in that. So it's kind of like your ideology. See, it I, could also um, crossover as well. So, so,
0: so, my favorite thing to look at is the WAF. If, if the WAF is low. What is a WAF? Life acceptance
1: factor. Thanks, uh, you set me up for that one. <laughs> so, so, if the WAF is low. Forget it. it ain't
0: gonna happen. Um, I, am a, a huge thing of let's face it, the ladies make the world go round, and if they're not happy, if they're not whatever. In whatever shape, form, or fashion. Nobody's happy. No, they're not. It's not going to work. Um, now, if we're talking about uh, uh, the home. Now, obviously, you get beyond that, beyond that, but I'm going to say there's a pretty simple formula. If she ain't happy, nobody's happy, and just Google. keep that close to the vest as you're doing your research.
1: So, the last thing we're going to talk about, common sense, um, which is a very... Um, easy company to um, think about in today's age is uh, Facebook. Facebook, I don't think, can go by a month of without being in the news or let us know what's going on, whether it's trouble. Um, we know that they're going to be... There, they,
0: Facebook, the old people's internet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get to why you're saying that, by the way, in a second. But like, there's a couple things that come to mind, one of which is... They uh, they had their recent conference and Zuckerberg was giving his um, Zuckerberg being the CEO was given you know what the future direction of the company is what the strategy is going to be and first thing is he said we're setting aside three billion dollars to comply with FTC fines um, around privacy three billion dollars three billion dollars three billion dollars because they're expecting a fine between the range of three and five billion so they're starting off with three that's a significant little piece of the puzzle. And the other thing that you and I talked about at least a month or so on the show is privacy concerns. What is Facebook going to be in the future? Um, Zuckerberg was pretty, um, pretty calculated with saying this is going to be a privacy first and a private platform in the future where you have access to Delete your own shared content. You can delete anything that you've ever written before, which has not been the business as usual over the past 10 years. It's something we talked about. Um, I had some predictions. My next prediction is, well, it becomes a more private platform, and if people really wanted to grow and share everything that's going on and not be in, in more smaller groups and be as open, I don't see as big of a growth of the company in the future unless it comes from another market segment such as artificial intelligence, which we know they bought... Um, a company recently, but that's something as well as to pay attention to. As a, they've had tremendous growth, um, amazing returns, but that's something that you know caught my eye. Um, what are your What are your thoughts? And why did you call it the old people's internet?
0: Well, sure. Well, 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 the first thing is that we're yep. Talking about privacy and not wanting to do that. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I'm allergic to bullshit. Look, the only way that, that that's going to survive is if you, they have the algorithms to go ahead and tell what you're doing, when you're doing, how you're doing, what you want, what you want to look at next, and that's why they have been as successful as they are because of what they're doing. They're going to predict what you what you. Think you want to see, how you want to see, when you want to see, and everything else like that. There's no way, even though they may say you can delete what you want, that they're not going to keep some type of record to tell you what you're going on. That's what makes it. And and it will will, be with Google, it will be with any major thing out there. You look at uh, how many times have you you looked at something, whether it's uh, YouTube, whether it's your, your, your pop up advertising, what you look at. Boom, they should, I mean, if you look at cabins in, in Virginia, boom, they are on top of it, like 72 people are sending emails or whatever it is. It, there's no way possible for, 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 in my opinion, for for uh, Facebook to go ahead and say, oh, no, we want to give you more privacy. That's a crock. I mean, they may say it, but I just don't believe it like that. As far as the old people internet, I've been talking to uh, some, some younger people. Uh, I, I have, What age group? Um, well, I'm I'm 52 now, so so the age group has has been in the say 25 and younger, or not not the uh, before the millennials, and, and and basically when I talk about Facebook, they say, oh, that's the old people's internet. I said, it's what? I said the old people's internet. I said, why? Help me out here. He goes, oh, well, I, know, I would have never going to Facebook. I'd always go on I email that they all, all these Facebook. other applications. And I was out. like, huh? I mean, so, so I won't, the other thing I can liken it to is, did you ever have a MySpace account? <laughs> and it's gone? Well, if, if Facebook isn't really, really good on those uh, algorithms that they're saying they can keep private, they're going to be going the way of the dodo as well.
1: So I think the takeaway here is just keep an eye on this. I think it's a trend that we need to understand what they're going to do and how the company's going to evolve. I think it's going to be my prediction is slower growth over the next uh, five years plus. It's not going to be the rip up that it just was. Um, but it leads into I know this is going to touches on the subject when you're saying my old people's internet, Pinterest. Pinterest. We talked about the IPO. Um, what was going to happen? They jumped twenty five percent. It's such jumped almost another twenty percent. So almost forty percent since the original IPO. Um, really, really impressive. There is a very strong. As you're talking about the woman acceptance factor. Absolutely. Um, their demographic is women. They will. They're looking for ideas. They're looking for parties. They're looking for decoration. Looking for house designs of how to make this thing better. Whatever the thing is, and make it better, and it's a platform for a um, demographic. They say between eighteen and sixty-five females is their demographic. They're not they're not shy about that. That is the demographic that they're advertising to. Um, that, I, I see that can grow pretty rapidly. I don't know so, who so, else is in their space. So I'm I'm looking at the, the, versus if, the Facebook and the old people stuff. Right.
0: right. So I'm I'm thinking that that although they're saying eighteen to sixty-five. They're probably really realistically looking at thirty-five to forty-nine, and then you and they they're obviously looking at fifty to fifty-five and above.
1: I would say from personal personal examples, I would say late twenties into.
0: The reason I say the, the the thirty-five and above is because of how much money they have to spend.
1: Keep in mind, though, it's not all about what they're spending. They're not spending it on Pinterest. Pinterest is a advertising services function where they're giving you the content. And then they're putting in advertisements. So you're looking up. So we'll use Kobe's Pinterest page, which doesn't exist. But Kobe's looking up chainsaws. You're looking up chainsaws. Give me the top ten chainsaws. Well, maybe two of those chainsaws are advertisements. If you click through, I want to buy that Husqvarna, that's why they're making that money.
0: No, you didn't have to buy anything. Well, actually, when we do have a, <laughs> a Pinterest page. Wow! But, but, but for, for um, my son's uh, woodworking projects that he's working on, uh, and then it only costs 20 cents to literally go ahead and start that. That's, that's for the
1: advertiser like right. yourself. Yeah. Um, the folks that like, I'll talk about like the Googles of the world um, that are getting all the advertising money, folks like Amazon, Walmart, they're in the millions and millions of dollars of advertising on Google. So, so there's much bigger, bucket, much bigger pockets out there.
0: So, one of the other things that... And
1: you haven't sold it yet, too. So, maybe if you yeah, increase the no,
0: budget... Oh, no, you're right. Increase the budget. But, yeah, one of the other things that, that you're going to see or you're going to realize, if you are an advertiser, video. Um,
1: video, video? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're, you're correct. This might be a future topic, so we might want to pause on that one.
0: Well, just, just, just so you know, um, if, I, if I advertise on Google and I do a great job at doing all the things I need to, I can get my, my click down to say three, three and a half, four dollars, for versus 20, 25, 28 dollars on, on my particular subject, which would be pest control. However, if I do a video on that subject, I can get down to three cents. We do need to talk further about this in later <laughs> time
1: um and Google's actually earnings just came out it wasn't that great so something else for us to hit on but um more people
0: are doing this It <laughs> might it <laughs> might I
1: might be um so went through a lot of different things tonight we talked about apis I promise I'll follow up with you in about a month I need some more time to go inside my little garage and understand what's going on
0: okay, okay. everybody realize Mr. Alex is about to have another chat. That's okay. We'll and still have looks, podcasts. And he looks really good right now, okay? so he may. But, but make sure that you realize that if he doesn't deliver in the next 30 days, he's a little busy.
1: No, we'll, we'll still figure it out. We'll, we'll find windows. And um, so I need to do that, and then we'll, we'll I'll come back with some ideas. We also talked about um, how to pick a stock, common sense, the different directions you can go in by personal interest, by brand. You could really follow your heart, or you could say... You know, I really like this segment um, whats some other ideas like that you could use the book investing should be easy or um, we could just do some picks on the, on the podcast that you might want to follow as well so well,
0: and, and, and how we could do that also is just you guys go ahead and write into us and, and emailing
1: Alex Alex.richwagon at gmail.com that's Alex richwagon at gmail.com. And that is where we're going to sign off tonight. Kobe, thank you so much for coming in tonight. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time in seven days. Bye, guys. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.